so I have to remember to touch it. Keep it orange. Bye. Okay, so we're in the middle of middle of Ois Yud on page Kuf Lamed Vav. And the Rebbe just told us that, the, that we're, we're, di- we're now differentiating more, more completely between the state of Mesiris Nefesh on one end and the state of Kosis Lama'ur on the other. Mesiris Nefesh is the response to a negative situation in Golis, so the Jew is Mesir Nefesh. But, but, but to a certain degree, the Rebbe is saying that that, that Mesiris Nefesh is a function of the, of the external situation. <coughs> not that it's not impressive, it's incredibly impressive, and it's very real, but it's still a function of, it's a, it's a response to the external events that are happening. Therefore, the Rebbe says, that regarding, this is right in the middle of the page where there, you have a different font, regarding keiches ha-geluyim, regarding the revealed aspects of his soul, in other words, his conscious reality, it's kemei davar the Messias Nefesh is something, so to speak, in addition to him, meaning he himself hasn't changed. He's acting in an incredibly impressive way, but it's temporary. And when the situation changes, so then his actions will change. Right? Meaning he'll revert back to being like he was. And again, again the mushal we brought yesterday was the mushal of a soldier. In the heat of the battle, he reaches states of connection to the purpose of what's going on, whatever it happens to be. In, it's incredible his 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 commitment to the purpose, right? But when the battle ends, so then he reverts back to normal everyday guy. Right? Did it make somewhat of an impression on him? Of course, it made an impression on him, right? And it, it it changed him to a certain degree. But has he become a person who's living in that state constantly? That state of connectedness? No. No. Maybe connection is a better word than connectedness, because I don't know if there's such a word, but, you know, it sounds good. Connection. That's not where he is all the time. All right? An example in, uh, in your lives, our lives, Yom Kippur. There's a revelation from above that, that arouses you to feel very powerfully connected to a Kaddish Baruch on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But it's like a Dover Nasif. It's not you. How do you know it's not you? Well, it's not conscious you. Why not? Because I revert back to the same guy when, it over, when it's over. I don't have that connection to a Gaddish Baruch four days after Yom Kippur. I don't feel that, that Im- the immediacy of godliness like you do in the middle of Ne'ilah. Just don't feel it. Why not? Well, because there's no revelation from above. So then when I was experiencing the revelation from above relative to conscious me, what was that similar to? A dover noisaf is the words of the Rebbe. Something in addition to me. It's not mamish me. That doesn't mean that I'm not experiencing it. And it doesn't mean that I'm not experiencing something that's very much a, a part of who I truly am. Okay, say there, but what about conscious me? Conscious me reverts back to regular conscious me. Other but you see people fight over a piece of cake. Might see Yom Kippur. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not, but I mean. <laughs> oh, you finished the soda. <laughs> Find the connection between Yom Yom Kippurim, Yom a day like Kurim, That that connection between. Uh, oh, so yeah, that that with you know, yes, Purim Yom Kippur is considered Kippurim, because Purim is even more powerful than Yom Kippur because uh, everything we've been learning, 
wasn't there isn't a great revelation from above, and yet still the Yidden were completely connected. Hundred percent. Yom Kippur is a day of tremendous revelation. Okay, so all I have to do is I'll, I have to be lacking insensitivity. <laughs> if I'm completely insensitive, so then Yom Kippur won't affect me. But if I have any sensitivity to godliness whatsoever, Yom Kippur will affect me somehow. Okay. Purim? No. Purim, Purim, it all came from below. It comes from below. We have to develop that sensitivity. But when we develop that sensitivity, so then we can become incredibly powerfully connected. And the story of Purim is a story of the Yidden bringing about a revelation of their of their essential connection to a Kaddish Baruch Even the Miserous Nefesh part of it. You know, now, now all of a sudden, Messias Nefesh is like, you know, boring. No, Messias Nefesh is incredible. It's amazing. It's the Jew doing it, connecting to the essence of his soul and, 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 and bringing about a situation where he's willing to give up his life for a Kaddish Baruch. That's real. The Rebbe is simply now pointing out the fact that in Purim, at the beginning of the, of the process, so that was an, an expression of the external situation, so to speak, forcing us against the wall and, and, and out, we responded properly. Our response was very, very impressive. But it was a function of the external reality. That's Masiris Nefesh. The second level is that there's not, the external reality is fine, and yet still the Jew is that powerfully connected to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that's called Kassi Islamah. The war is over. And the soldier is still in, uh, completely and totally a soldier. Oh, now it's him. It's absolutely him. It's not, so to speak, something that was that's a part of him that was revealed through him in, 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 as a result of a particular situation. Most people find that in certain situations they find strengths that they didn't know they had. Okay, when the situation ends, so then they revert back to who they were. That doesn't mean it doesn't have some residual effect on them. Of course it does. They learn from the situation. Someone who, who went through a very, very difficult time, so they found incredible strength to deal with it. Okay, and now that Baruch Hashem, that's over. So they're like everybody else. Right? It, did it help them? Of course it helped them. But you can't see it. You know, it's not, it's not something absolutely evident. I mean, sometimes it is. Not always. So that's what the Rebbe is saying. It becomes like... Now, the word like is also a different font, right? Meaning it's like a Dabar Meaning really, in the, at the moment of the Mysterious Nefesh, that is their conscious reality. Their conscious reality is a reality of complete and total devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Okay. But it doesn't much become them because we know when it ends, they change. They revert back to a normal everyday guy who's not completely and totally devoted to a Kaddish Baruch every moment of his life. Doesn't mean he's not a good guy, he's a terrific guy, but he has life like everybody else. But he has moments where he feels more connected, moments where he feels less connected. Now, we saw this, but we'll, we'll see it again. Okay, we're right, right after Kameh Davonis. Kameh Shurayim Befeil, as we see in actuality, become a notion people, should be yesim b'mokim shayu sham gezeris al tayin mitzvahs. When they were in a place that there were decrees against tayin mitzvahs, hayale mesiris nefesh befeil, they had mesiris nefesh in actuality, meshech kama v'kama shanim, 
The Rebbe's talking about Yidin in Russia. Yidin in Russia were Mason nefesh to keep Torah mitzvahs in Russia. Right? And they made it to the Minyan every single day, even though that, that was life-threatening. Now they live in L.A. They might sleep in in the morning. They might miss Minyan in L.A. They never missed Minyan in Russia. Ever. Why? Well, first of all, there were only ten of them. Right? There were ten guys. Right? Ah, but you were putting your life in danger going to that place. And it was probably a different place every now and then. They probably had to change where they were going. Right? Okay. Fine. Sefer Torah, I don't know. I don't know how they manage those sort of things. Okay, so we'll forget about the Sefer Torah. So they're busy. They're going to this guy's apartment and this guy's apartment, and they're changing all the time. And they have different secret codes to tell to each other where to go. Okay, never miss the minion. Always there. One of the ten on time. Okay, lives in L.A. now. Does he have a double mincha at home? Yeah, he's tired. Doesn't feel it. Yeah. There's traffic. I don't feel like fighting the traffic right now to get the shul. I just can't. I don't have the kayak in that man. Or his wife took the car and he doesn't feel like calling his friend to pick him up. Three doubles minute at home. Can that happen? Yes. Did he miss a minion in Russia? No. <laughs> Did he miss a minion in LA? Yes. Why? He's a normal guy. Every single person never misses. There's no such thing as missing a minion. I mean, there are people like that, but most people every now and then don't go to minion because they will for whatever reason. Bad people and bad people. So this guy in Russia, every single day. Serious Nefesh Mamish. Mamish putting his life on the line. If he's caught going, if he's caught in that place, he'll be sent to Siberia and die. Mamish. <laughs> and he never missed. And now he lives in L.A. If Naftali picks him up and takes him to shul, Naftali has to lose as the Chabadosh that deals with all these guys, if Naftali, I mean, not, you know, they're not all, they were all mercenaries in Russia, but he has a show for the Russians. If, if, if Naftali will pick him up on the way, he'll go to Minchel. Uh, Naftali can't make it today. Okay, so he doesn't go today. Is that possible? Of course that's possible. So then they come to Akharkach Le Medina Shevsher Lasak Bitter Mitzvah Sechar Chova, Ain Nikabem Kolkach, Hamasir Snef Shailem Mikaidim. It's not so obvious the Masir Snefesh that they had before. Let's see if it went blank. Right. It's not so obvious the Masir Snefesh that they had before. That's what the Rebbe said. Now you notice the Rebbe said Kolkach. Is it completely hidden? Of course not. It made a serious impression on them. Like every event in your life makes a serious impression on you. And you change and you grow because of it. Or sometimes shrink. Right? But, but that being said, is this a person who's just exuding mysterious nefesh in everything they do? No. They're a regular everyday guy. Anybody who walks in the shul, do they look and they say, oh, <coughs> that is a, is a mysterious nefesh to eat? No. When you saw Rav Mendel Futtefas, what did you say? Does the mysterious nefesh dikiyit? You just look at him. You say, "This guy is just—he's just connected." Okay. Remember once walking out of 770 with Binyamin Bressinger from uh, Montreal, runs the drug center for Chabad in Montreal. Right, very special guy. Uh, I have a question, but if it's inappropriate, you tell me, and I'll ask you later. Mm-hmm. 
so uh, talking about the serious catfish. So when the uh, Freedy Carimpa, what he did in Soviet Union is, is incredible in terms of how he exposed himself and the him. <coughs> but he never talked about, oh, I want to, uh, this is fine because I want to pass by, by the serious Nefesh. But if you go back to some of the uh, generations of, uh, uh, you know, uh, two years zero, or 2,000 years ago, let's say 2,000 years ago, there were, there were uh, people who said, oh, my goal is to die with serious Nefesh. Be Kiva. Yeah. There's many, many sikhs in my mind I'm explaining the difference between Avram Avinu and Rabbi Akiva in that context. Avram Avinu wasn't looking for Messiris Nefesh. Right. If it was necessary, so he did it. But, That's but, why he but, was on a higher level than Rabbi Akiva. And, but also the free Karebi. I mean, to me, it seems like that's a higher level to, to say that uh, I, all I'm thinking about is I've got to educate these kids, and I don't care. Yes. You know, Has not, he was not them. interested in his own mysterious Nefesh. That's he was just doing what had to be done, exactly, 100%. And that's considered, a, that's talked about in Chassidus being a higher level. Rabbi Akiva says, I've, I've always waited for this day when I can be Mekayim, the Indian of Shema Yisrael, of being Meishu Nefesh. So that, that's, that's unbelievably impressive. It is. But Avinu is higher than that. And the Friedrich Rebbe is beyond that. You're right. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he, he didn't, wasn't looking for Messias Nefesh. It just happened to be necessary. So that's what was happening. Right? It was necessary in Poland in a different way. The Rebbe was, you know, I mean, it's hard for us to imagine, but I mean, I, you know, I, the father of the Shaliach in my hometown was someone who was with the Friedrich Rebbe in Poland, Joseph Weinberg. So he was, in, he was with the Friedrich Rebbe in Poland. So he, he told us what it was like the, 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 during the first years of the war. So the Rebbe was literally running from place to place. Bombs were falling. Right? The Rebbe was, you know, going from one place to another place, trying to make sure the Nazis didn't find them. Right? Ultimately, in 1940, so, so the American government got in touch, we talked about this earlier, the American government got in touch with German intelligence, who were generally anti-Hitler, and German intelligence arrested the Rebbe in Warsaw and smuggled him to Sweden and put him on a boat to America. It was German soldiers who saved the, the Rebbe. I mean, they were in those uniforms that send the chill down our back. They were wearing those uniforms. With the high boots. There's a picture of the guy. The main guy, there's a picture of him. Bizarre looking guy. He had a, he had a very strange deformation of, of his face. But he, uh, he, he was the one. And now, obviously, I, I, I don't know, obviously. I assume the Rebbe did not know that he should give himself over to German intelligence. Right? So I mean, maybe, maybe word got through. I'm not sure. But, but um, bottom line, they, they arrested the Rebbe and they had to keep him out of the hands of the SS. Because if the SS got him, that was the end. So they smuggled him. They also had to had to had to process the Rebbe in Germany. So they had to take him through Germany to get him to Sweden. Anyway, you can't get to Sweden. I mean, Germany Germany's huge. <laughs> it takes up the whole place. So to get him from Poland to Germany, they had to go to, to Sweden. They had to go through Germany, and then put him on a boat in Sweden. That's how he got out. The Rebbe was already in France, so France was. Yeah, France was not safe, but it was safer. And the Rebbe and the Rebbeson got out on a boat from Portugal. They were on one boat, and the Friedrich Rebbe sent a telegram not to go on the boat, and that was the bo- the famous story in World War II where a, U- uh, a German submarine sank a passenger ship. So that was that boat that the Friedrich Rebbe told them not to go on. 
And then they went on the next one, which is the last boat that left. Oh. Anyway, we got out in 1941. Not too many people were getting out in 1941. So we got out in 1941. <coughs> There's a function on the phone I can make so the screen doesn't turn off. Okay, I'll do that later, but right now I'll just... We tried that, but okay, oh, really? I'm saying but I don't want my screen always not disturbed. No, okay, okay. say that. I will do that next time. Now I'm just sitting here singing a niggin to myself and tapping my finger. It's hard to sing a niggin and teach a class, but we'll, you know, to make sure SoundCloud stays on, we'll do anything. Okay. <clears throat> The fact that they stood in this state of Messiris Nefesh for a number of years because it illuminated in them a revelation of Etzim and the which is beyond the revealed powers of their soul and it wasn't brought about as a result of this a shinui, a change, a permanent change, in those aspects of their soul themselves. Right? That doesn't mean they weren't. They were. This was. These people were were superheroes. But there was an external event that was causing this incredible action, and they 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 connected to this place in themselves that's incredible. But then when that connection wasn't necessary, so then they reverted back to a state similar to the rest of us, even though obviously, like the Rebbe said before, it, 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 it's, it's, it, it's such, a, such, a, such a, an experience going to affect a the person. They're going to be a serious person. Right? They're going to be a much more serious person. Though theoretically, what could happen to such a person? It, I mean, we don't know about these stories so much, but they, they, could, I don't know, they, could, they could have a rebound effect. After tremendous mysterious nefesh, once they're in a situation where it's not necessary, they could become, you know, very, very content with a certain level of mediocrity because, so to speak, I did my work. Right? Sounds like so, a golden calf. Sounds like a, the rebound of... Uh, yeah, okay, but that, that's sort of, you know, all orchestrated. So it's, you know, those, those two stories of Chet Eagle and Golden Calf are so hard to understand. Because I'll call it an ali alila, meaning Kaddish Baruch sort of orchestrates that. Because after all, he, 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 you know, he, yes, there's a. It's the rebound effect that, that that's talked about in the Chassidus often about uh, right after davening. What can happen after a person has a has a powerful spiritual experience? They can experience anger. Why? They they hakpada. Meaning they're connected to something very powerful, and so they get very annoyed at anything that's not connected to that. Right? So, what does a person have to do after that? We have to sit and learn a little. Right? Bring that connection down into into some sort of positive expression in Elamaza. Because right? a person's feeling of connection to a Kaddish Baruch can ultimately produce a negative response, even though it was a real real feeling of connection. Right? But it can produce, produce a negative response to the extent that the person might be unwilling to accept someone who's not connected. It's called hakpada. It's an expression of uh, kas. And I, hakpada, it's very hard to translate hakpada into English. Someone who's very um, unforgiving relative to other people's behavior. It's called hakpada. It's very makpid. Right? 
so he can be makpid on his place in shul or makpid on this or makpid on that, right? You should be makpid on certain things, not caring about your place in shul. But uh, no, I like my little place in the back. It's an advantage having a gray beard. Someone else usually tells them to leave because you like your place, but you're going to kick another Jew out. <laughs> Somebody else does for you. Oh, yeah, well, that, yeah, I have the advantage around here, so someone else always does for me, so I get my place. But, but uh, I, you know, someone's sitting in your place and sure you don't go up, excuse me, that's my place. Okay, say that. So I guess God decided that today it isn't. Right? So, you know, deal with it. They always say that's the first person, the first thing a visitor hears in a new shul. Right? Excuse me. Good Shabbos that you're sitting in my seat. <laughs> it shouldn't be the first thing they hear. Usually, in all fairness, what people will do and do is they'll ask you, "Is this your seat?" Yeah. So you you know you, you can't say no because that's a lie. So you say, "No, it's all right. Forget it." So okay, I'll get up. You no, know, you really don't have to get up. It's not a big deal. Right? So if they get up, they get up. But I mean, usually, they, so if you can convince them that it's not a big deal, so they'll sit there. It's a problem if you have a good seat. <laughs> you have a crummy seat, so no one wants your seats, and then you always get your seat. But then, you know. So the Rebbe says that it, there hasn't necessarily been, been a change in the keches agiluyim, in the conscious state of this person. Now, that, again, that doesn't mean that during the time of mysterious nefesh there's not a change in their conscious reality. Of course there is. They're acting a certain way. But in terms of the essence of, those, of that conscious state, who, who are they? That hasn't changed so much. It's changed because events change us, but it hasn't changed so much. They're not, they're not on the level they're expressing right now. They're really not holding there. And so when the, when the need for that disappears, so then... It'll just, they'll, they'll revert back to a, to, to a state closer to where they were before. It's reason again, Moshe we brought Yom Kippur. Every one of us experiences a tremendous elevation on Yom Kippur. Why? There's a revelation of Etzim in the Shem. Okay. Might see Yom Kippur. Can barely get the person out of a chair. Might Yom Kippur, we're supposed to start building the sukkah, etc. So, you know, hopefully we do, but uh, it's hard. Okay. Dezeh, yeah, in the brackets. Dezeh she etzim in the Shama. That even though etzim in the Shama, he etzim, he, it is the etzim, it is the essence, gam also to keiches agiluyim. Like we just said now, we also said earlier. Meaning, when we talk about etzim and the Shama, what's the advantage of the, what we, we said earlier? What's the advantage of the amuna? that comes from Etzim and the Shama as opposed to the Imuna that comes from Mazli Chazi. So the Rebbe told us that Mazli Chazi, the fact that my Neshama sees Elokus, well, that's happening somewhere else, so to speak. That's a level of my Neshama that's not connected to my goof. It's not connected to my body. So it, 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 if it has an effect on me, it's very residual. Because I'm not there. I'm not in Gan Eden right now. I'm here. Okay, what about etzim and neshama? Well, the etzim and the neshama is the essence of every level of the neshama, right? The DNA is the DNA is of, of your big toe as much as it's the DNA of your brain. 
It's all the same DNA. Okay, so the essence of the soul is the essence of every level of the soul. So even though the essence of the soul is the, is the essence of every level of the soul, so then well, that would seem to indicate that if there's a revelation of etzim, it would affect every level of me. So it will temporarily, but not long term. That's what the Rebbe is about. You know, we, we've already said that, so that's what's being said in the brackets here. And it's a, it's a very subtle point. Who, what does that mean? She'etzim and neshama hu ha'etzim shalahem. It is the, that the essence of the soul is the essence of each of the levels of the soul. Ve'ein's a shayich, but this is not relevant. Linyonim shalkeiches agiluim atzma. It's not relevant to these revealed powers themselves. Latziur shalahem. The tziur, tziur comes from the, the word surah, which is the form. It means the, the actual expression of them, what they are and how they behave. Right? So the essence, the essence of every single aspect of us is completely and totally essentially connected to a Gaddish Baruch. Okay, that's the essence of who we are. But then there's the tziur of who we are. There's the expression of who we are. Okay, that isn't necessarily connected essentially to a Gaddish Baruch so that's what the Rebbe just the Rebbe just said that in a much more in a much more technical way. The fact that etzim and neshama is the, the the essence of the soul is revealed in this state of mysterious nefesh. So then you would say, well, that's the etzim of every single level of the soul. Therefore, that's the true being of every level of the soul. So that's really the true being of this person. It should bring about a long lasting change because they've now revealed who they really are, and that that's who they really are. Okay, that's true, but that's only true on the essential level. That's not necessarily true on the revealed level, and that's what the Rebbe is saying. There's a temporary expression of this in revealed reality, but it hasn't changed their revealed reality. Okay, it's, it's so to speak, well, there's a, the Rebbe doesn't say it here, but there's, there's two different levels of, of something acting within something else. Something can be, and you see this explained in other places, something can be what's called a ma'avar, a passage for something, it allows something to pass through it. Or there's a state called hislavshus, where something is clothed in it. If you're clothed in something, so then it brings about a change. If it's a ma'avar, so then it, it, it acts through it, but it doesn't bring about a change. What's an example? Okay. Uh, the Rebbe is saying a sicha. That sicha is entering into your brain. It's mislavish in your brain. It's affecting your conscious reality because you're, you're thinking about the words and the words are, are penetrating into your brain and becoming clothed in your intellect. So now, if you want to give that sicha over to someone else, so then you're going to give it over within the context of how you understood it, how it was mislavish, clothed in your intellect. True? So you heard a sikh of the Rebbe, and then I ask you what the Rebbe says, so you're going to tell me, but you're going to tell me only that which was clothed in your intellect. That's, your, that's the only thing you're going to be able to say over to me. So if you didn't understand anything, you're not going to be able to say much to me. If you understood everything, you'll say it, but you, you won't say it in exactly the same way the Rebbe said it. You're going to just say it verbatim. No, you'll, 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 come, you'll explain it to me. Okay. That's called hislavshus. The Rebbe's idea is mislavish in your intellect, changes your intellect, such that your intellect now can express that idea to me. Okay. 
you're not a human. You're a tape machine. And you were put in front of the Rebbe during a sicha. Is that tape machine useful to take the Rebbe's sicha from the Rebbe to me? Absolutely. But what didn't happen? There's no hislavshus in the tape machine. There's no enclothing of the Rebbe's idea in the tape machine. It's just a ma'avar. It's just passing the idea from one place to another. But is the tape machine affected by the idea? Not in the least. Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not at all. That tape machine will now refuse to, to tape CNN? No. It doesn't care. Well, you just taped absolute truth. Now you're going to tape absolute lies? Right? I mean, I don't understand, right? Like, why? why? What's the tape machine care? It doesn't make any effect whatsoever. Uh, you know, tape machine, I'm dating myself. You know, whatever advice was you, device was used to record. Tape machines were used to record the Rebbe. Yes, no, 100%. All right? I'm, you know, but we don't have tape machines anymore. Recording devices. Okay, okay, Beseder. Right? Recording devices. Yeah? Okay. So that recording device, there's no heat love shoot. The idea isn't clothed in it, but it's a ma'avar from one place to another place. Right? And it works. It works. I wasn't there, but I hear everything. It goes in there, and now it goes over there. Amazing. So someone, someone who has one of these things can, can go on myanote.edu and into SoundCloud and every word being said here is transferred over there. Wow, cool. So all of a sudden their phone becomes a chassidah No. Why not? There's no eat, love, shoot. It's not clothed in there. It just went through there. So now, the Rebbe's not saying that about the mysterious nefesh of the difference between Mesir's Nefesh and, and Kosir. But we can use that as an example of a situation where something can bring about a revelation of something else, but it's not necessarily completely affected by that event. So that's what the Rebbe is saying here. So to speak, this person becomes a ma'avar for the revelation of Etzim and Nefesh. Is there hislavshus of Etzim and Nefesh, which is itself a, a contradiction in terms, but has it brought about a complete change in the reality in which it's expressing itself through? No. It's similar to a ma'avar. A ma'avar means it, it helps it cross, lavor, from one place to another place. Okay. It's like a tongue. Where were you? Switzerland. Not really. You just went in a tunnel through it. <laughs> I was in the Alps. Oh, you were in the Alps? Yeah. I drove from Milan. I drove from uh, Zurich to Milan. How'd you drive? In the tunnel. You were in the Alps? Well, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> but not really, right? Did you experience the Alps? No, not in the least. What did you experience? I, I, did they finish the tunnel? I don't know. I don't, you know but, but, okay. It's a four-hour drive. If you drive it or you take a train, so it's a gorgeous train ride and you go take a train. There are tunnels, obviously. There are places where you go, but, but it's a gorgeous train ride through the Alps, and Zurich is on one side of the Alps, and Milan is on the other side. They're right next to them, right? I mean, so it's not far, but in order to take a train, in the old days, it was a four-hour train ride because you used to have to go around that way. There was one tunnel over here. It was a gorgeous ride. Okay. I drove it once, took a few trains. All right, okay. 
they're building a tunnel. I know they met in the middle. I don't know whether it's finished. That tunnel is going to go straight through from Zurich to Milan. It'll cut the. It'll be about an hour and a half or two, straight through. Now that's a mavar. You experience the Alps. I didn't experience anything. I went through them, but I didn't experience anything. I was in Montreal. I was once in Montreal in the winter, and it's a true story. I was in Montreal in the winter, and it was minus 16 degrees outside. We were in the terminal, and we, we looked. Ooh, it looked cold out there. Ooh, it looked cold out there. Right. Didn't affect that. Well, it didn't affect us because our plane was two hours late. We decided it had to de thaw, de whatever. But okay. But uh, right. I was there. My daughter and I have a, a running competition. I mean, I'm ahead because I'm 35 years older than her, but uh, of airports. You know, how many airports have we been in? So she's, she's catching up because she's, yeah, but, well, not so much now. But when she was, thank you, when she was younger, she was catching up, hitting all sorts of airports that I never hit. We have a running thing about airports. It's yeah, fun. the Ukraine for <coughs> Yes, now Kiev is on the list. I caught up with her because I knew she had been there. I'd never been there, but I was in Kiev. Yes, big deal. Okay. So that that's the the, the, the idea of a ma'avar as opposed to hislavshus. Right. So so on a certain the, the Rebbe's not using those words, but we can use that idea to sort of help help us understand this idea. If there was a hislavshus of nesh, of etzim and the shama, again, etzim and the shama is never mislavish in anything. But if if it made an impression on keiches agiluyim to such an extent that they actually changed, so that's the level called kasis lamar. If it doesn't change, that doesn't mean there wasn't mesiras nefesh. But that's the level we're calling mesiras nefesh. Vagiluy etzim and the shama. Now the Rebbe is talking about kasis lamar, the second half. Vagiluy, the revelation of etzim and the shama. Vatziur and the and the expression of the the the, the, the look for a better translation of tziur. Tziur is also a picture. Right? I'm sorry, I skipped the line. Vagiluy de'etzem and the sham. Bezeshu nishbar v'nidke. On the level that he's crushed and broken, mizeh from the fact shuhu nimsa begolus that he's found in golus. Not the matzav, not the situation. That's the first level. That's Masir's nefesh. This is the second level. Kasis Lamar, the level that is crushed because of the very essential existence of Gullus, even though the situation in Gullus is amazing. Who? That's a situation. Shagam keiches hagiluyim shaloi. Also his revealed powers. At siur to keiches hagiluyim. We'll call it the description, the reality of the keiches hagiluyim. They are one with the essence of the soul. They've been completely transformed. One could say, The fact that the essence of the soul, and the description or the reality the keiches of the powers of the soul. Heim dugma shnei inyonim. They're two different things. Hu lefish gam etzim and neshama. This is the Rebbe is explaining the first level now, right? That's because also etzim and neshama, he mugderes is defined and therefore limited begeder through a particular definition. 
the essence of the soul is the essence of the soul, and it's not the revealed powers of the soul. It's a different level of soul. So on the level in which it's a different level of soul, so they'll stay separate as two different states of reality, the essence of the soul and the revealed powers of the soul. To that extent, etzim is defined and limited. Vahageder shalah, what is the definition of etzim? He, lamayla mitzura dekeiches, it's beyond the reality of the, each individual power of the soul. It's the etzim of it, but it's not it. Aval, so that's one level. That, that, so in other words, the Rebbe is now again talking about two different levels of etzim. There's the etzim mitzad, the fact that it, so it, it, the way we, we mentioned earlier, and the Rebbe hasn't said it, but it's said later. Yechidusha benefesh. What's yechidusha benefesh? So usually you, if I were to ask you what's yechidusha benefesh, you'd say the essence, the essence of the soul. Right? It's five levels of soul. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, the three levels of the soul clothed in the body. We had them on the board before, right? So I don't have to go up there again. I asked you. I went over there once. Well, I'm not going. I'm very comfortable right here. <laughs> Right? So the, the, the essence of the soul, the, I'm sorry, the three levels clothed in the body, nefesh, ruach, neshama. Chayesh of a nefesh, the level of the neshama that's in Gan Eden right now. While we're down here, it's in Gan Eden. Mazli chazi, it's siza lakus. Yechida, if I were to ask you what's yechida, you'd rightly say, etzim, the essence of the soul. Yes. So now the Rebbe is about to, and we talked about this earlier, about to divide Etzim into two, two levels, so to speak. There's Yechidish of Nefesh, which is the name of the essence of the soul, and that aspect of the Etzim of the soul, the essence of the soul, that is not those four levels we just mentioned. It's a different level. And it's separate from those four levels. Oh, on that level, there's a level called Etzim, and there's a level called kaiches. There's a level called essence, and there's a level called powers of the soul, and so to speak, never the twain shall meet. They're two different levels of reality. That, the Rebbe says, that's the level of Messir's Nefesh. The etzim of the soul is shining through the powers of the soul, but they're not one. So when that, when that need for Messir's Nefesh disappears, so then they revert back to their different levels of reality. That's why the Rebbe says, he just said, that etzim, there's a level of etzim that is defined and limited. It's yechida. What isn't it? It's not chaya. It's not nefesh. It's not ruach. It's not ne- uh, neshama. It's yechida nefesh. A level of the soul. The essence of the soul. Oh, then there's a level of essence. That's, let's see what the Rebbe says. We'll start again. There's a level of etzim. Vatsiur the kaychish, and there's also the level of the powers of the soul. Heim dugmas, they are like two different things. Meaning, there's yechida, and there's other levels. Yechida is yechida. Define yechida. Yechida shav nefesh. It's not nefesh shav nefesh. It's not that. Different level. Hulafi shegametzim in the shama, because on that level, the essence of the soul, he mukderes begeder. It's defined by a particular definition. And that definition, that description of it, it's beyond. It's higher than the other levels of the soul. It's different than them. But the Rebbe says, 
in terms of the essence of the soul on its high, in its highest expression, in its essential expression. And what's that? As it's sourced in the essence of God. On that level, the simplicity of the neshama, meaning the essential reality of the neshama, and the expression of the neshama in different aspects of our conscious reality. It's all one. Meaning, the Rebbe just said something very, very amazing in terms of understanding the neshama. There's a level called Yechida Shebenefesh, which is the essence of the soul, which is the most powerful expression of the godliness in every single one of us. But that's a level that's, that, that can be understood and, and is understood as a different level than those levels of the soul that are clothed in the body and power of the body. It's a different level of reality. Right. Okay. So there's Yechida Shebenefesh and there's Nefesh Shebenefesh. And those are two different states of reality. What if Yechida Shebenefesh is revealed and shines through the levels of conscious reality? Okay, that's called Mesir's Nefesh. And what happens when that act of mysterious nefesh ends? So then Yechidish Nefesh is no longer shining through those powers of the soul. Why? It's not necessary. So what's happening? So the person is acting within the context of his everyday reality, whatever level of sensitivity to godliness that he's brought about in his life. So that'll be expressed through his everyday Aveda. Ah, it's a moment of incredibly intense connection. That's going to have an effect, I mean, a long-term effect, but it doesn't, it doesn't bring about a complete and total change in the person. We know that. Why? Well, because we've, all, we've experienced certain motions, uh, certain moments of, of tremendous elevation, and, and those moments of elevation are real, but it doesn't mean that it changes everything in my life. Right? Even in Gashmias, even certain events that happen to us in Gashmias. Right? We'll say that, you know, that, that it, of course it affects us, but that do, we, do we maintain that connection to reality that we had then? No. And it might even be when that moment ends, what do we ask from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Can you do me a favor and never put me through that again? Well, wait a minute. If I'm holding by that level, so what difference does it make? Hmm. No, I don't want to ever do that again. Right? It doesn't necessarily have long... Of course it affects a person. Right? But absolute, complete, and total change? No. Why not? Because that's serious work that you can't count on external events to do. As drastic, radical as the external event might be. It's going to come from the inside, that, that change. And that's Kossi's Lamar. That's the second level. The first level, Messiah's Nefesh, unbelievable. Incredible. But it's the result of an, an external event, and so it's not going to bring about long-lasting, complete and total internal change. That has to come from, a, from below. With the Masur's Nefesh uh, and, and the effect on the Etzim of the soul, uh, are you saying that uh, with the Masur's Nefesh that it acts through the power of the soul? Right, but doesn't necessarily bring about a long-term change in them. Okay. 100%. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Mesir's nefesh comes from etzim and neshama. What happens? Etzim and neshama is revealed in the, through the, the conscious reality of that person and they act a certain way for a certain period of time. And then what will happen? It will disappear. Right? And then what? They 
obviously they're affected by that event. It, it, it happened to them and it's something very real and it, 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 it shapes their future to a but have they come to a point where that's who they are, that level of mysterious nefesh? No. No. Is that the example of the uh, person who misses a minion in L.A.? Yes. Right. Uh, and he, he didn't miss a, one minion in Russia, even though every time he went to minion he was putting his life in danger, but he was the tenth and he would never miss. Mm. Now he lives in L.A. Hmm. Sometimes he goes, sometimes he doesn't. Why won't he go? Oh, traffic. I hear the traffic is just nuts. I'm not going. The guy went to Minion when some, if a Soviet caught him, he'd be put to death. But he won't put up with L.A. traffic. <laughs> Same guy, right? And we can imagine that happening, no problem. Just, that's clear as a bell that that would happen somewhere. Ah, I heard the traffic is just a disaster. Oh, They're fixing the road and it's, it's just on there. It'll take me 45 minutes to get to shul. I'm not going. I'll have Minchad on today. 15 years earlier, that guy was Meister Nefesh to sneak around somewhere in Moscow to get to a minion. Had to find out where it was because it was a different house every day, right? And to be the kids, there were 10 guys. And if he didn't show, there was no minion. Someone was saying, God, this was his father. So he yeah, showed up every single day. Push it, Mrs. Nefesh. Yeah, traffic. The 405 uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, usually the 405, the Yidden, you know, it'll be the 10 for the Yidden, because it's east-west. They're, they're a little further east. All right. Okay, we're going to stop in one minute. We'll just find a line there. You know, let's just finish up the paragraph, and then we'll come back to it on, on Sunday. Based on this, there is to say, the Bechinus of Ma'or the Neshama, the level of Ma'or the Neshama, right? You know what that means. Shemiz Galas, that's revealed. Al Yidei Mesiris Nefesh, through Mesiris Nefesh, is the first level. He etzim in the shama. This is the etzim in the shama. Kameshi mugderes, as it's defined and therefore limited. The inyan apshitu shalamayla mitziura kaychis, a state of pshitut, simple, absolute existence, but that's beyond the revealed powers of the soul. Ubechinus amaor. We'll come back to this on Sunday, but we'll just see it now. Then the level of maor the shama. Shemizgalis that's revealed al yedeah inyan through the inyan of kosis mizeshinim soimagalis that the person is crushed by virtue of the, the ex- essential existence of galus but not the situation in galus who gilui etzim in the shama that's the revelation of etzim in the shama kameshi mishreshes baatzmos as it's sourced in atzmos meaning the highest level and completely unlimited state of etzim. And so when that's revealed, it brings about a complete and total change in every aspect of the person. Because you can't say it's etzim and not revelation. No. It's because it's all one. There is no separation there. We'll see what, what, what we'll go through that again. On Sunday, we'll just do a review of this because this is a—it's a difficult idea to understand. It's very subtle, but it's—it's it's quite amazing. And and that's um, those are the uh, the two different levels of what the Rebbe now is Mesiris Nefesh on one hand, and Kosis Lamar on the other. Two different levels of what we would call Mesiris Nefesh, but not one. The Rebbe is calling Mesiris Nefesh. And the other, the Rebbe is calling Kosis Lamar, which are revelations of two different levels of etzim. Etzim, that is beyond the keiches. Etzim, that is one with the keiches. Okay? Say it.